Welcome everyone to Drive By Movies, the pseudo luau sessions. Pseudo luau because we are again joined by our guest Matthew, but we are not in the luau setting. We are outside of the local theater where we just saw The Conjuring. The devil made me do it. I am Rob. Veronica is in the back seat. Yo. And Matthew is driving because he's a nice guy like that. Hello. So yeah, we just uh, we just saw The Conjuring. The devil made me do it. We decided to wait and see it in theater, you know, because the theater experience is pseudo back. I'd say it's back. I mean, I feel like it's basically back. Tell a friend. <laughs> so synopsis as is with the last couple conjuring movies the warrens are investigating a potential possession an exorcism is had yada 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 the possessed child the demon jumped or was invited out of the child by the boyfriend of the child's sister and that's kind of where this all goes. This is based off the real case of Arnie Johnson being tried for murder and claiming not guilty by demonic possession. So the case or the movie kind of deals with the present of what's going on and the past of what happened during the early stages of the child's possession. But yeah, so it, it kind of deals with past and current. No, it's not current. It's set in 1980. Well, well, yeah, I mean, like, current in, in within the movie. Okay. Well, because I think Veronica has a lot to say because she's looking up some actual facts about the case and the, and the true story. Uh, Matthew, what did you like about this movie? So, I like the actors. I can never remember their names, but the actor and actress that play Ed and Lorraine Warren. Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. Yeah, they are, they're always very good. Um, even if the movie around them isn't, they are, they are always great to watch without spoilers i like how when the demonic possession stuff is going down they're showing like what it looks like for the person that's possessed and what it looks like for everybody else like it's almost kind of like hallucination stuff and it's not the worst one in the conjuring series (laughs) (laughs) as far as what i liked about the movie patrick wilson and vera farmiga uh, do a really good job of playing the warrens you could tell as the pr- timeline has progressed, this takes place in 1981. Um, you know, so the Warrens are starting to get older. Part of the movie uh, focuses around a heart attack that Ed has. So they're starting to get older, and uh, that's starting to play into things. I want to say that there's more that I like about this movie, because, it, no, it's definitely not... Th- it's not the worst movie within the Conjuring universe, uh, which is what I think Matthew is uh, kind of saying. That was the nun. Yep. That would be the nun, absolutely. Which can we just... Uh, that was disappointing that that movie was the worst. I was looking forward to I that movie. I was so mad that that movie was the worst. Agreed. Uh, the 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 other actors, I think, you know, not just Ed and Lorraine, I, I think they did uh, well, especially the guy who played Arnie. Mm-hmm. I like that they used uh, the Warren's assistant a little bit more in this movie. He kind of has a little bit more of a presence within their life. The daughter was only seen for the very beginning, despite the fact that the last Conjuring movie, uh, Annabelle Homecoming, I think it was, she was a central character 
So she wasn't in this movie that often. But you've seen her. It's been the same actress since the beginning of the Contrary movies uh, as the little girl. And she, you can tell, like, they're, they're kind of keeping in time um, as she is away at college and comes home for a short minute. Overall, I think the plot of the movie was good. It, it's, it's not your typical haunting that you've come to know from the Conjuring movies. So I think in a certain respect, it's good. But what do you like about it, Veronica? Okay, so I like, I mean, I like these movies in general. And I like the actors playing Ed and Lorraine, and I and I I appreciate that they keep the love story between them two in the movies. That's never not present, which is nice because most of the time these movies are all like doom and gloom, and there isn't really. I mean, sometimes you get a happy ending, but you don't have this. It's just another element that's not normally there. I think the story needed to be told but it was a bit complicated and from what I'm looking at as far as like the real facts of the case I don't know how much the occult and Satanism stuff was actually involved. I don't know if they pulled a lot of that from, you know, Hollywood and we got to add add story to this. So I, I do like that they covered this case and covered this story. And I, I, I'll leave it there. Um, What didn't I like about this movie? So without giving spoilers at this point in the show, I don't know. It didn't really have that true horror element to me, I don't think. As Veronica already kind of alluded to, there's much more of the satanic cult ritualism that kind of starts showing its head very early in the movie. I, I, I don't really, I mean, I get, you know, the Hollywood magic, you know, pull that for the story type thing, uh, but I don't know how I feel about it in, in The Conjuring. <sighs> The demonic has always been there, but it's never, it's not really been kind of full forward with like Satanism, the, the actual occult. So I'm not sure how I feel about all that. This may be a pseudo spoiler, but it's kind of shown in the trailer. Uh, the kid is possessed basically by a waterbed. So <laughs> like, I mean, that, that's kind of just like how I... <laughs> It's kind of how like that that feels because like that's you know they they talk about when the when did the possession start and they're like the day he moves in and that that because you know that becomes the whole scene that they showed in the trailer with the kid on the waterbed and, and the hand like breaking through the mattress and grabbing him and I, I thought that was when you basically equate it to him being possessed by the waterbed it kind of makes it hokey. Can I add something about what I liked because I I uh, thought of like a main a main thing that I did like and. You saying the waterbed scene brought it up. They do have a lot of calls to other classic horror exact scenes. The waterbed scene is an homage to The Nightmare on Elm Street. The, Part four, yeah. The priest getting out of the cab and standing and looking at the house is a direct, almost shot for shot, same type of scene from... Hat, briefcase, hat, spotlight. Hat, briefcase, got out of the... And, you know, the house is in the background. It's directly from the exorcist i do like that they put those elements in to the movie that's her matthew what didn't you like because i feel like veronica is going to have a big list again so i didn't like how the movie started off very solid and quickly spiraled into bad shitville um <laughs> <laughs> it gets to the point to where like well because because the movie starts with with the exorcism, exorcism. Yes. Uh, of the little kid. Yes, like it, it's it's 
it's very strong and like even when they're like putting pieces together and doing the whole murder mystery stuff it's still a very strong movie but towards the end when it's getting to like the climax it just it just goes into absolute like bad shitville like it it goes like throwing like putting your doubt out the window for just like a a movie experience Mm -hmm. and then there's just like okay now you're just fucking with me (laughs) and that's kind of like where this movie goes and i think the conjuring is best when it's like subtle and it relies on like atmosphere and stuff from the shadows and everything which it does do a decent job in this movie of until it spirals out of control at the end i also don't like that they keep flinging around the based on a true story thing there, yeah there's, there's <laughs> it's literally <laughs> uh, based on the true on the true story like there 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 was the case of arnie johnson that and lorraine were involved in he did claim not guilty by demonic possession but that's probably and and our fact checker will <laughs> let us know but that's probably where the like basis lies and, and 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 that's the thing is like if they were to do like what they did with conjuring one and two like i wouldn't i wouldn't have so much of a problem with them basing it or you like using the based on a true story tag but like like i said this goes into like batshit territory and like man if any of this were like remotely true like everyone would think ghosts are real like there, there there wouldn't be like a fucking argument about it to play like devil's advocate oh jesus um, <laughs> we don't know what's in those case files like those are not public knowledge i am suspecting that james wan is one of the few people that has access to those case files and we don't really know how much of this was pulled out of that and how much of this was hollywood storytelling okay sure. fair enough yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I think the plot was my biggest thing that I didn't like. Was just, like, strong first half, and then the second half they were just like, eh, fuck it. Wrote <laughs> <laughs> it in, yeah. yeah. What didn't you like, Veronica? Uh, so, like I said, I do think that the story needed to be told, um, or had value in being told, but I think that it got kind of convoluted. There were a lot of things going on. And, and... We don't know. We don't know what was necessary, what was actually there in the case, and what was not. But maybe if one or two elements would have been left out, this would have been a more um, tight story, a tight plot. Uh, So yeah, I think the plot had some issues. I also, and I don't think I've ever really found myself doing this before with the characters of Ed and Lorraine caught myself going what the hell are they doing like they would not do the things that they are doing they are being dumb a lot of the time like she's saying oh I don't want to go down there to the the basement and then goes down there to the basement it just yeah and there are other things that I really would doubt that they would do that the characters did in the movie. Yeah, so. yeah, and and I I've never found myself going like, what are they doing? They wouldn't do that. Uh, so with this one, I think that that whatever direction they normally take was was missing out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely not. It's it's honestly one of my least favorite Conjuring movies, and and these are like some of my favorite. This is this is one of my favorite series, but it was not a strong. It was okay. But it wasn't great. Well, as you all know, if you've listened to the show before, we rate our movies on a 10-point scale. 
and we always claim the points to be something unique from the movie. In this case, we're going to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10 prison priests. Matthew, would you like to go first? Sure. Uh, I'm going to give this one a... I'm going to give this one a 6 out of 10 prison priests. I would say that the first half of this movie is great if you like murder mystery, like de- detective work with like some some ghost shit thrown in. That ghost shit. But the second half just kind of kind of stops it from being great. one of the better movies. Yeah. Okay. Veronica. I'm going to give it a middle of the road, a five out of ten prison guards prison prison priests, priests i'm sorry <laughs> um yeah it, it was okay not great i and i wonder how much the um pandemic had to do with this and that's quite possible you true. know this was they planned this movie i feel like they probably got interrupted like right in the middle of it and had to shut down and maybe pick back up and Thing, you know, maybe people left, maybe people started working on it and then didn't continue working on it when they, when they picked it up. It just, uh, something is off with this one. Well, I, I, I think part of it for me is that James Wan was not in the chair. He was. He didn't direct. He didn't direct. Yeah. But he, he worked on it, but he, he worked did, on it. He didn't direct it. And I, th- I think, I, th- I think that's part of my problem with this one. And honestly, like, I, I think this is the first that I'm the lowest score uh, uh, on this show. Um, I give this movie a four out of ten prison priests. Damn. Um, I didn't hate it. Let's be clear. A one out of ten would be, as we've discussed before, Mortal Kombat Annihilation or <laughs> Super Mario Brothers the movie or <laughs> The Nun. One? Yeah. The I nun- would give The Nun a two. No, The Nun was a one out of ten. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe maybe we'll rewatch it again, and yeah, I'll see if I change my mind. Yeah. Um, but no this this one was this one was uh, for me a four out of ten. Do I think it was a bad movie? No. Do I think it had a lot of bad things to it? Yes. Do I think had this not been The Conjuring and maybe just like a standalone random ass horror movie probably would have affected my score a little bit better but I went into it expecting gold cuz The Conjuring yeah. has The Conjuring has been very good to me when it comes to horror movies. Honestly, I would put The Conjuring movies uh and The Insidious movies uh as two of my favorite modern horror series. Um, I would love to say Sinister is part of that, but only if we include Sinister 1 and not 2. Which uh, makes it not a series. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so 4 out of 10 prison priests for me. So there you go. It's first on drive-by movies, I think. Maybe. I don't know. We're only like eight epi- 9 episodes in, so there's time. <laughs> we'll do a little spoilers here for you guys. Yeah, so basically... Oh yeah, I mean it's spoilers time. So if you don't, if you want to watch the movie without spoilers, please turn this off. But come back to listen to the end of it, please. Please. Yeah, please. Please. So basically, um, they find out that the whole movie can be solved in five minutes. <laughs> like legitimately, the when they find the devil totem, they visit a priest that knows something about it, and that's when she was like, "I don't want to go in the basement." And then she goes in the basement three seconds later. 
It's his daughter. He knew it the whole time. He knew it the whole time that it was her. Like, yeah. he had this child in secret that he had raised in in this, like, mill house where the church stored all these, like, occultish yeah. items. First of all, this guy was a terrible priest. He had a child. That is a big no-no. He hid it from the church. Another big no-no. Then he goes and studies Satanists for nine years. Nine years. Do you think his favorite position was missionary? Oh, <laughs> it's it's his daughter that's the one who who did everything, and he could have told him that. Like, I think my daughter's into some shit, but he's all like, "But she's my daughter. I love her." Thirty seconds later, he killed or she killed him. So you well, know. no, if you remember, he said, "Pretend you didn't see this. Just forget you saw this." Mm. But that's a little sus, right? Yeah. I mean, kinda. It's a little sus. It ends up being kind of underwhelming. I get it that she's his daughter, but I mean, if you suspect that she's like possessing people to murder them to sell her soul or sell their souls to the devil, like bruh, <laughs> maybe you want to do something. I don't know. You were you were a man of God for a few years there somewhere, right? They ain't like she gonna share with you. It was cool that they did the. He basically had the Satanist version of their room so the the warrens had the room with all the uh possessed artifacts and everything like that in their home and in his basement he has this collection collection of, of all these satanistic um, items and items. books and yeah. things like that yeah so so i did like the parallels that they drew there yeah i mean really that that's that there's your spoiler folks the movie could have been over in five minutes when he yeah. when they after they uh went and saw him like uh Guys, I think my daughter's up to some shit. For okay, sure. for sure. So, anything y'all want to add? So, like the the part that pissed me off the most in this movie was like when Arnie's in jail and they have that like fucking two way mirror thing with that bitch at the desk, just like watching <laughs> him in bed, and like the priest is just sitting there reading Bible pages to him, like they're at Sunday camp, and like he wakes up and she's just like he's like she's here or whatever, and like his bones turn to like fucking Kit Kats, and he gets out of the. <laughs> He gets out of like the uh, the the handcuffs and he starts flying and trying to cut himself with like a giant shard of glass. Yeah, like it's like he's reached like the holy trinity of like you know My Chemical Romance and like the used like just like just preaching to him like he's trying to kill himself listening to the Black Parade. I mean, and props to that priest because he did not. He wasn't like he's a he prison anything, like prison priest, like, straight yeah. up prison priest, and he's like. Yeah, I've seen some shit. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was gonna say he's he's been in prison. He's seen some things, and uh, I don't think he's seen anything like that. <laughs> but like, that's the biggest thing is like they're saying based on a true story, this dude's flying in front of people, not just the priest and the dude's girlfriend, and they're just like, nah, nah, this like totally happened, guys. This this is real. Yeah, <laughs> believe it. It's like, come on. <laughs> yeah good times yeah great well if you like middle of the road horror movies this one's for you folks this has been drive by movies thank you so much see ya um 